Welcome back to this week's episode of Breaking Up with Michaela Smuntry. That's me. And y'all, I am just winging it this week. I just set up the mic and we're going to chat. I have a lot on my mind, probably as you can tell from the title of whatever I end up titling this episode, it's definitely going to be focused on my real life heavy emotions of this last week in terms of loneliness and vulnerability and um, just kind of what's been going on and how I'm navigating that. And I've really realized that I need to like talk to more people. I need to socialize more. And something that I think um, is a big part, like a big reason why I think I had such a big urge to start up this podcast again is because I was itching to talk to someone. And I had this feeling of lingering loneliness that probably went unnoticed longer than I had realized. So the easiest thing for me to come to the conclusion at that point was, oh, I should redo my podcast because give me a microphone and an hour where I can talk about whatever. It's super therapeutic. And speaking of therapeutic, you know, I love therapy and I've been in therapy for more than half of my life since I was, well, honestly my whole life, but my own decision to be in therapy started when I was 16 and I'm 27 now and I've seen the same therapist since so it's just this awesome professional relationship where she's been able to really like watch me grow up and know me better than I know myself so when there are times where even I can't figure something out my therapist is able to identify it for me but um I bring that up because therapy is so expensive I mean between you and me which I know this is a very private conversation as I'm like recording and streaming this for all podcast platforms um, I was paying about 180 out of pocket every single session so weekly sessions that's like about $500 a month and uh, luckily we were able to knock down the price a little bit and I was paying $100 a month, but I mean, like I've mentioned before, YouTube money is just not cutting it these days, and I had to make some adjustments with my spending, so I decided to like put a pause on therapy with my therapist because a couple extra $100 a month, I just needed it to go toward bills and groceries and current loans that I have. Um, And I just knew it made the most sense. So that being said, even though that is also like an hour where I can talk about whatever I want, it was pricey. So this is my free form of therapy. So welcome to this week's episode. Thank you for listening to me. Um, I didn't mean to go on that rant, but I had a, a kind of a surprising week and I realized I should probably dissect it on the podcast because honestly these like oops I forgot to turn off usually my volume's off I'm sorry (laughs) usually um but what I was saying is my listeners are very intuitive and insightful so I do appreciate your thoughts and feedback when I am struggling through something or trying to come to a conclusion in an episode um so that's why I want to talk about it because I think you have wonderful things to say and could help me with what I'm going through. And I'm not really sure how to start this conversation because it's kind of a lot and I don't want to get distracted and ramble in a million different directions. So I'll, I'll do my best to organize it, but I love starting my podcast episodes just real time telling you what's up, how my day was, how my week was. So I am sitting in my living room couch. I just got home from yoga this evening. Yoga has been one of my biggest um, like escapes, like form of escapes. Uh, for years. Yoga is definitely one of the top things that I love in life. So I was at my yoga studio tonight for over three hours. It felt so good. I went to my typical evening class that I love and then I actually stayed for an inversion workshop which was so cool and I wish they offered it more. What's funny is they mentioned that that inversion workshop was actually one that had been rescheduled pre-COVID days and it's 2023. So it was a long time coming, but I really appreciated the time and the space and the freedom to explore 
um, moves and tricks that I wasn't too confident to try in class. We worked on so many cool, like, I'm going to talk about yoga for 10 seconds, I promise, and then we'll, we'll move on. But it was so nice to be able to have yoga instructors there to help me figure out like different tricks that you can go into from side crow, like fallen angel. If you're familiar with yoga, uh, fallen angel is so cool. I was able to get most of it down, but I couldn't get my legs like as straight as they should be. And my biggest thing that I'm working on right now, if you follow me on Instagram, I'm sure you're annoyed by how often I post about this, but handstands. My goal is to do them without a wall, like out in the wild by this summer. And I'm traveling a little bit. So I really want to be able to like confidently do handstand tricks at the beach and, you know, get a really cool shot and have something that I'm proud of. So it, it was really awesome to be in this space and like talk to other yogis and have help and support and feel connected to a space and connected to other people that can help me like increase my yoga skills. We did different types of headstands and like things that you can do once you are solid in headstands. And I've gotten my headstand down for a while. So that was really nice to be able to expand my comfortability there. And then with handstands, I wish we spent more time on them because honestly, it was at the end of the class and they just kind of went over the the comfortability that I was at. And by then, three hours in, my muscles were so shot. My body was shaking. I'm starving. I'm probably dehydrated. And I spent three hours doing a lot of core and arm and just a lot of strength. So my muscles were not having it. But um, I feel so much better. And I just came home and showered. And I realized, like, oh my gosh, I really needed to feel part of something. It has been forever since I was in a class setting and had instructors or teachers or professors or people that were praising me honestly or could see me and I felt really seen tonight and it's so sad to say this out loud but I was texting my boyfriend a little bit about it and that's when I realized like oh my god this is kind of sad for me to say but I did I felt so seen and part of something and part of a community and I've been going to this yoga studio for over a year now but you know you there's that unspoken quiet rule when you go to class and I always am greeted and say hi to the instructor when I check in I say thank you and we usually leave but it's nothing that deep and so to have like the typical class but then stay and have a workshop where the lights are on and People are chatting and you just feel more free to explore different things and have people help you. Like I really, I missed that. I I unintentionally really isolated myself these last few years with COVID and with growing older, like in my late 20s, I just, my circles have shrunk. And with my job, like I do everything by myself that I, I didn't mean to, but I isolated myself or I guess unintentionally. I isolated myself and all these different communities that I was once part of unintentionally they gradually faded away and the last year I felt like I was part of a com like the yoga studio community because I was a member and I am a member there but I wasn't like taking this workshop tonight and being able just to honestly talk and have people say like, that looks great, Michaela, or do you want me to spot you? Like, oh my God, <laughs> I need to get out there more and like leave my house because that like driving home, the difference that I felt mentally from that small amount of socializing and interaction made the biggest difference. So that leads right on in really to my week and how I've been because I found myself really struggling with loneliness this last week and just feeling disconnected. Um, sure, I, I have my circles and I like to keep them small. Just as I got older, really being picky with who I let into my life. And most of the time, that is good and positive. But then when I'm struggling mentally or when I feel like I need someone to lean on more than I typically would necessarily need, like normally need to, suddenly I feel really lonely and I, I feel like I did it to myself. And I can't 
put all of that onto my boyfriend who has his own mental health to take care of, who has his own really demanding job and his own needs. So like to put all of these different roles onto him isn't healthy either. And I just ended up feeling very stuck and isolated and alone. I feel better now and I've made plans with friends this week and I've kind of realized through those days like what I needed to change because last week was super nice out. Like Minnesota had the first hot week, the first like fake summer, I guess. It's mid-April and last week, I think for three days straight, we were in the 80s. 80s and sunny. It was a dream come true. I'm sunburned because I definitely feel my best in the summer. It's my favorite season. I was born in the summer. I come alive in the summer. I just feel happiest. So I wanted to spend every second that I could outside before the temperature dropped again. And it did. I mean, we're back in the 40s. We had snow, but for a couple of days, I could pretend it was summer. And I was going on these long hikes. I was going on walks. I was out on my patio reading and trying to just soak it all up. And I really thought I would do happy hour and it would be so easy to hang out with friends because when the weather is nice, I'm like, oh, everyone will want to do something like I've got it. And long story short, I mean, I'll get more into it, but it didn't go that way. And I ended up spending the whole week alone without trying to and then feeling very disappointed that I did that to myself or that it happened and then feeling at that at that point all of these negative thoughts had trickled into my mind and were starting to tell me things like nobody cares about you you're no one's priority like stuff like that and I know it's not true but when you're you're in that sad mindset like your brain just tricks you so uh we're gonna deep dive into that more but my week wasn't all that bad. I mean, by the time the weekend came again, I was feeling better. Um, I got to see my partner. And that's the other thing too, is with his job, we typically only see each other on the weekends. And usually that's fine. Like when my mental health is good, that's fine. Uh, we, We have Sundays and Mondays to ourselves. And then the work week will come in and we'll do our own thing. And that's why I like having my YouTube video deadline and my podcast deadline and even like Instagram post deadlines like I know I'm responsible to get all of those things edited shot recorded uploaded scheduled whatever it is so that does keep me busy um but because the weather was so nice I think it it shifted a lot um even just in my mindset last week that made it more difficult and I guess I'll just talk more about it now because it makes the most sense. But I really, like I said, thought, oh, it'll be so easy to find things to do with people. I won't have a problem. And the first friend that I initially made plans with, and none of this was really last minute, you know, like start of the week before the week started, I started to reach out being like, hey, do you want to do something this week? It's going to be so nice. And the first friend that I kind of made plans with she went into labor and had a baby. So I'm so happy. I mean, I don't want to share somebody else's news, but um, that was very exciting. Obviously, like our plans out the window doesn't matter. Congratulations, mom and dad. That's so great. Can't wait. Um, Like can't wait to see them and everything. So then I reached out to another friend and this friend had some medical issues and ended up being in the hospital. Luckily, they're completely fine. But again, that changed our plans and I didn't feel like, I'm not trying to be like, oh, woe is me. Because obviously every single example I'm about to give is so valid. It's almost comical how many different, like, you're like, it's almost to the point of unbelievable by the end, but it did. Everything happened. So again, I'm like, no big deal. I'm so sorry. Hope you feel better. We'll do something soon. I reach out to a third friend and they just met someone. So they're like tied to the hip. Um, I guess I'll point out that this next friend is queer and they met a girl. And as you may know, lesbian dating, like the first date can last like a week. So they were in the lesbian honeymoon phase. So happy for her. 
definitely remember those times. So I'm like, live it up. Like that's the best feeling. No worries, we'll do something next week, whatever. So then I reach out to another friend, more of an acquaintance, but you know, at this point I am like reaching for possible people, scrolling through my contacts list, like all of that. And the other thing too that kind of makes this trickier is I'm trying to hang out on a during the work week. Even if it's in the evening, I can understand it's harder to make time to hang out with someone or go out to eat or just honestly do something outside of your typical like nine to five work week routine. Uh, So this next acquaintance I reached out to, her next availability was like the middle of May. So we scheduled something. That's great. I can't wait to see her. And then I reached out to another acquaintance that I honestly had only met once on a friend date, which I've been going on a lot. And I want to talk about that too. And unfortunately, she had a really sad family matter occur that week. So I, of course, sent condolences and chatted a little bit, but no pressure to hang out with her, take as much time as she needs, you know? So at that point, I've run out of people to contact, and I just felt even more, like, defeated, I guess, because I didn't think it would be that hard to find someone to hang out with. And... I low-key think I went a little cuckoo because I spent the whole week outside. I was going on these hikes. I am someone that feels very connected to the earth, mother nature, Gaia. I talk to running water and leaves and the trees and the clouds. Like I do feel like everything has a spirit and um, energy and they can hear you, which I know sounds very hippy-dippy to someone, but... I just like to believe that everything is a little bit magical and there's no harm in talking to, you know, a tree that's going to listen to you. So I spent this week out in nature feeling very connected to Mother Earth and I'm telling the trees all these secrets and wishes and talking to the clouds and collecting all these rocks and putting my hands in this beautiful running creek. Freshest water. I found all of these cool stones. And by the end of the week, I realized I had only talked to nature. I, it was a really demanding week for my partner. So it was, we had, we struggled to find some time and, you know, that does happen. And I think if I had more going on, it wouldn't all fall on my partner. So the other thing too is the weather affects me so much and I had such a a high happy of, oh my gosh, it's so nice out. It's in the 80s. I love life. The sun is shining. Let's go explore. I went from that peak and it flipped so fast to me once the sun set, sitting home alone in my house, thinking I'm not a priority to anybody. I can't, like nobody cares, blah, blah, blah. All those negative thoughts, which I know are not true, but you know, we've all felt those. And when you feel them or when those negative thoughts are telling you those things, they feel real. And it's very easy to shift from suddenly enjoying being alone to feeling lonely. And it shifted. It it flipped really fast for me. And when that happens, because I don't really talk about it public, publicly anymore, but with my mental health, um, I'm no stranger to that quick flip. And when that does happen, I usually don't see it coming and I usually don't realize that I am so high and happy until it's the complete opposite. And then I, and then it starts to click and I'm like, oh, it's just part of my cycle, like cyclothymia. Um, and I'm not going to really get into that, but if you want to look it up, feel free. So there are a lot of ways to navigate stuff like this and mental health in general. And I try really hard to be really good at it. You know, I take vitamins, vitamin D, I go on walks, I exercise, I try to keep my sleep schedule regulated and just overall having a good balance in life tends to keep everything pretty balanced. Um, So I was really surprised that this happened and it hit me so hard and I genuinely didn't really understand why I was feeling so sad by the end of the week. The only thing I can really pin it on is just isolating myself, not doing doing as much, maybe not being as involved with different communities as I should be. I think about like 
if there was this cliche, like typical person, this person has, I think, I've heard this this statistic before. Uh, This person should have five different communities or groups. They should have like their church, religion, if they are religious, that group. Um, Sometimes it's like a gym, yoga, for example, Pilates, that community, Um, a community of work friends or your peers if you're a student. So yeah, work, worker students, your like neighborhood. There's all these different communities that you can be part of. And I started to think about that and thinking like, oh my gosh, well, I don't have like a work community. I'm no longer a student. I live like all just spiraling. So I didn't have the best mental health week, but the week itself was great. And I know that was a really long rant and I'm so sorry. And I even like when I film these podcasts, I have the devil on my shoulder sometimes telling me that nobody cares. This is so boring. No one wants to hear you rant about how lonely you felt, blah, blah, blah. And maybe that's true, but um, that's why I made this podcast, right? So I can have a safe space to vent and maybe someone will listen. So I think that's also why I was so active on my Instagram too, because I was posting like story after story, because even if it is just for a moment and even if it just creates these like very tiny micro conversations for that second, somebody cares, somebody responds, somebody knows what I'm doing. And I just didn't feel like I had someone to tell that I went on a walk or that I found a rock. Um, And this also ties into something else that I wasn't really going to talk about, but I guess here we are. Uh, I used to have that. I used to have like a friend that I would talk to for 20 hours a day, just on FaceTime. So any thought that entered my mind, this friend would just hear on the phone. And friendships change as well. And I started to feel the loss of that when there was a hollow space. And this week, I definitely felt that loss of, oh, I like I need someone to tell this to. And typically, it's this one person and they're not here. So I was going through all sorts of feelings, I guess. But through that, um, I ended up having some good conversations, some good advice. And I'm going to try to stick to a better routine and be busier. I just need to be busier. If I'm just home with my thoughts, I'm going to go cuckoo again. If I just talk to the trees all week, I will go cuckoo by the weekend. And yeah, so I need to be more active about setting up plans with friends and making sure I have one to two social plans made per week. I usually go to yoga often, like multiple times per week those endorphins definitely get me addicted to it. I mean, even after tonight, I was there longer than I usually am. And as soon as I got home, I was looking at the schedule for tomorrow. Like, I can't wait to go back. So go to yoga almost every single day. Um, One of my friends actually suggested that I could look into like a part-time job uh, just to have that socializing and being able to have conversations with people like a barista even like to help me get out of bed which honestly like shout out to you Anne. that was such a great idea because it does get me out of bed it gets me socializing and it comes with a little paycheck so that would honestly be great I'm definitely considering it looking at a few coffee shops in the area um I don't really see any cons to that suggestion if I were to do that. I think it could be very helpful to my mental health. I think about those days when I used to waitress and when I was a server at this restaurant, I was so happy there because of who I worked with. The coworkers that I had became family and I was so excited to go in for a shift because my best friends were there. And I'm still really close to a lot of those people, but we all grew up and are doing our own things. I mean, one of them, like I mentioned earlier, had a baby last week. So it's it's different. Things are different. They'll never be the same as when we were all in our young 20s working there. And it was so fun. Like, it's such a great time because the restaurant was so close to where we all lived. We were all in like our first starter apartments or just in our young 20s. And after work, we would 
pack a bag of chips from the restaurant. It was a Mexican restaurant. We had a ton of tortilla chips in the back. So someone would grab chips and salsa and we'd buy a bottle of wine or tequila or something and just go to somebody's apartment and hang out even more after work because that's how much we loved being around each other. And we grew really close. And I that was the last time that I really felt like I had a core group of friends, which sucks and I miss it. Like it was that and then my high school friends. And I know maybe someday I'll find that again, but it will never be the same as it once was. And that is really hard to accept when you're kind of grieving it. I've definitely taken the time to grieve it. It's been years at this point and I'm grateful for the restaurant and what it gave me. Um, But it also provided the push that I needed when the restaurant closed to do social media full time. And that landed me where I am today. And I'm equally as thankful for that and everything that I have around me. So who knows, maybe getting a barista job, I could find a little sense of community or another good friend or just a solid routine that I'm kind of lacking right now. I honestly don't know how early baristas have to get up. I know I can't do like a 5 a.m. type of shift, but if I could do something 8, 9 a.m. just for like three, four hours, I think that would be really good for me because then I would get home. I could start my day. I'd already be like alert and awake and made some money and be able to not put too much pressure on my YouTube income which is just getting smaller and smaller. It's it's comical at this point. So I don't know, just some food for thought, something I was thinking about, or even like a brewery would also be a really fun idea. I love beer. I can pour beers. You get good tips, um, fun people. So that could be a cool idea. Yeah, I haven't had like a, a W9 or employer in a handful of years, but so it might be it might be good to like get back out there and I don't know like right now it's honestly like a muscle and when you don't use a muscle it becomes super weak so right now like my socializing muscles are so weak not like with friends but just being out like customer service or that type of socializing so who knows I might become a barista. I never thought I would say that. Maybe not like a barista barista because I would never work at like a Starbucks. Well, never say never and no hate to anybody that does. I just don't see myself working at a Starbucks or a Caribou, but I could do like a, a cute cafe near me. I could do something where I'm not, I just don't think I can make coffees good or well. I can pour beer. I'm confident that I cannot mess up your pint of beer. So I can do that, but... Yeah, just something I've been thinking about. I had a really good talk with my friend Anne about it all, and I had a great talk with Ashton, my partner, this weekend once I finally saw him. And again, like none of this falls on him. I love his work. Um, his work ethic is something that's like super attractive to me. And as a Gemini, we kind of gravitate toward other creative people. Creative people tend to have weird or long schedules depending on their art. So as a tattoo artist, he works a lot. As a self-employed, whatever the F I am, I work a lot too. And it works well for us, except for last week when I got super lonely and started to cry. <laughs> but we had a good chat and figured it all out. So um, yeah, I just have to remember I do have people on my side. I am a priority and I should be my own priority. So I've made a lot of plans since then. I have plans to go see one of my friend's new place tomorrow. That was the other thing. One of those examples I said earlier, this friend is also going through a move last week. So I'm going to go see her new place. We're going to get some coffee, go to Ikea. I love getting new apartment, new home things. So it's going to be really fun to go with her because she, I think she needs like the typical like bath rugs, towels, kitchen stuff. So I can't wait. We're going to do that. I've got plans the next day. And then Ashton and I are hanging out midweek because we talked about trying to make that more of a priority, even though our work schedules are really busy. Like going from Monday all the way to Saturday night is really tough for me as a partner. And I know some people do just like long distance or they're The time in between talking to their partner could be more or less. It's just varies so much. But for me, I knew by the end of the week, I was definitely struggling. So 
just making some small changes like that. I even looked into some like natural mood balancers or like mood boosters on Google. I haven't done too much of a deep dive and most most of them are just full of like different vitamins that would help regulate your calmness, anxiety, mood and all of that. So I'm going to look a little bit more because I would be open to trying something natural underneath like over the counter stuff. Um like first. I would be open to that as a first option to see if it makes a difference. I try really hard to incorporate that into my diet normally like with what I usually take and I try to take some form of like mushroom powder or drink too to help me stay focused and get work done because my mind loves to travel into toxic places and tell me things. So if I can just focus on something without negative thoughts creeping up, that would be awesome. Let me know if you have any tips for that. This episode is brought to you by Banish Skincare. I've been using Banish products for almost two years now and my skin is forever changed. Banish uses natural, clean, and fresh ingredients that make your skin glow, clears up blemishes, reduces redness, and aging. Not only that, but Banish has an at-home micro-needling treatment that has truly changed my skin and has brightened my face, reduced acne scars, and helped reduce acne in general. This is not just an ad to me, but I recommend Banish to everyone. It's the only skincare company I will use and have have used for years. They have this awesome vitamin C moisturizer that I put on every night and every morning. An oil serum after an oil serum to use after microneedling that helps moisturize the face and reduce redness. There's a mint cleanser that feels so good on your pores, a fresh pumpkin enzyme mask, and most recently released an awesome sunscreen moisturizer with 30 SPF. I have been wearing the sunscreen on my face, neck, and shoulders, chest, everything putting it on every single morning before my walk. There's an anti-aging retinal serum that I love to use before bed as well. And what's awesome is you can get all of these products in a bundle that allows you to save money or you can purchase them individually, but try out Banish today. I have an affiliate link in the description of this episode as well as a discount code for you. Use code Michaela 10 at checkout. That's Michaela 10 for 10% off. I promise you, you won't regret it. If you got it, monetize it has been my mantra since 2020 and I firmly stand by it. If you have a talent, skill, or something that you are good at, monetize it. I truly believe there is a way to make money doing what you love. Whether that is crafts, dance, public speaking, or even something like yoga, there is a way to monetize it. Check out my new merch on my spring shop linked below to rep your passion today in a stylish and cozy hoodie with the motivating reminder of if you got it, monetize it. And to say thank you to my listeners, use code PODCAST in all caps for 10% off. That's podcast at checkout linked below. But that was kind of like my week and how I navigated those thoughts and realized what I was struggling with and what I have to do in order to change things. But I think it really does boil down to I need to be busier because when you're busier, you don't have that time for your mind to tell you those negative things, to travel almost like in a daydream fantasy way into these darker category of topics and start telling you things that aren't true or just all of the above. I don't want to get into examples because they're personal and vulnerable, but I had too much time and my brain did that. So if I'm busy and my brain is supposed to be pouring beer or hanging out with friends or whatever or at a yoga class, like yoga is such a great escape from my thoughts I think I'm going to be happier overall and it will help my mental health. And it's not, I never really noticed that this was something I needed to work on. But this last week, I just unintentionally really did isolate myself and it was hard. But the weekend, once we got there, turned around and I usually do a little weekend update. I hope everyone had a better week than me and I hope you had a great weekend. Um, this weekend, Ashton and I, I hope this doesn't start to sound repetitive because we tend to do this a lot, but we tried a new antique store this weekend. We went to Antiques Minnesota in Burnsville. I have never been. I pass it occasionally when I'm on that highway and there's always that mental note where I'm like, oh, I want to try that someday or I want to like look into it. So Ashton and I passed it a few weeks ago saying we wanted to try it. So we went this weekend. 
I loved it. If you were in Minnesota, highly, highly recommend. It's huge. We spent so long in there and I still feel like after going through the whole shop, if I started over again at the entrance and went through it again, I, it would be like I was seeing new things. It was very organized though, which was helpful. And we walked away with a lot of treasures. I filmed a little clip of it for my next vlog, which will be out in a few weeks. So you'll see it there, but I got this beautiful art book from a museum in France with a lot of amazing modernism, postmodern, and impressionism pieces that I admire. I got these really cute vintage green glass like espresso cups. They're miniature cups, but I'm going to use them as like espresso cups. Um, and they match my new dining room makeover. So if you have seen that video, they're like this perfect ceramic green glass color. It's going to fit right in. Check out that video too if you haven't yet. I worked really hard on it. And then I also got a crystal. I got Kunzite. Kunzite is so rare and pricey to come by. There's a store in the Hiawatha area called Awakenings and their Kunzite crystals are like $25 for one the size of your thumbnail. And I have a couple really small Kunzite pieces, but this antique store priced this huge thing. It's about the size of my palm for $15. So I snatched that up right away. Kunzite is awesome for bringing divine love into your life. And I highly recommend that stone to anyone and everyone. I think it works better than rose quartz. I love the color of it. So that was such an amazing find. Ashton got a couple of crystals as well as some items for his tattoo shop. And then what else did we do this weekend? We spent, oh, it was like a lot of boring house errands that we had. Like I had to buy light bulbs at the home improvement store and we painted some of his tattoo studio because he got a fish. <laughs> so we were working on that. But um, yeah, that was pretty much my weekend. We definitely spent, I think because I spent nonstop time with another human being from Saturday night, all day Sunday, and then most of Monday, I got home pretty late at night. I'm recharged. I'm definitely an introvert. My Myers-Briggs, I mean, I should honestly take it on the podcast. That would make a fun episode. But the last time I took the Myers-Briggs test, I was an INFJ. So if that means anything to you. Um, but I'm definitely introverted and I got my, but when I'm with my partner, I don't feel that like extroverted or introvertedness because, you know, he's in my inner circle and time with him is like alone time together. So we, we can fill each other's cups, whether we need to be more extroverted or be introverted. But basically I got, um, what is that? Like maybe 50 hours total with him. So I feel good and recharged for this week and I've got, I went to yoga, like I said tonight, and I've got a lot of plans with friends. So I feel like I'm going to be a-okay again. And this isn't like a common occurrence, but I did want to break that down because it's helpful for me too to navigate my thoughts and figure it out verbally by talking about it. But also like, I don't have anyone to tell that to. So I also wanted to share that just to be able to share it with someone um, yeah, I mean, this was totally not my podcast episode plan that I had for this week. I was going to do an episode on my biggest mistakes in my 20s, so I might film that or I might record that next week. Let me know if that's something you would be interested in. I might want to do like a quick ask of that on my Instagram story, get some opinions or I could like include some things that oh my mic fell my mic dropped a little bit I could include some contributions from people on my Instagram I might text some of my friends and see what their biggest mistakes are too just to get more of a collective but um I usually I was going to make like I was going to spend some time and really like make a list of that so I'll do that for next week the Myers-Briggs personality one would also be really great so I want to do that too the thing with this podcast is I am overflowing with ideas. It's definitely my favorite platform at the moment, which is so funny because y'all, I make $0 from this podcast right now. I don't run any ads. When I was doing season one, I had ads running and they had like an RPM, but because I just started, 
the algorithm or the analytics, it's not refreshed enough to monetize, which is fine. Obviously, I'm not bothered by it because I love this platform. This is usually the first thing that I get done during the week because I can't wait to sit down and record it. Um, I do my own ads, like I'll talk about Banish and my merch and whatever I can think of and try to encourage some affiliate marketing into the mix, but I'm not like you listening doesn't give me money at the moment. So it's funny that this is my favorite one because I should be putting more time and energy into YouTube or TikTok or Instagram where they are monetized in different ways, but right now I just love the podcast platform and it's been really refreshing to connect with listeners and have people chat about things that like make me feel cared for, I guess. I don't know. So yeah, I take everybody's insight and advice to heart as long as it's said sweetly and constructively and not in a way of hate. But thank you guys so much for listening. It warms my heart. I know that sounds corny, but really the people that listen to the podcast, I feel like are my biggest supporters because this is just one of the like most committal platforms that you could support like you're giving an hour out of your day to listen to me rant about how I felt sad this week thank you so much um I want to include like tv shows and books and whatnot throughout the week at the end of my podcast episodes I did this uh the last two episodes I believe and I've already noticed like a a bit of conversation about it which is awesome so this week What have I been watching and reading? Uh, Ashton and I finished The Night Agent on Netflix. Highly recommend. It was number one for a while for Netflix TV shows. And I was very influenced to watch it because everybody was talking about it on Instagram or just in person. I heard a lot of people in vlogs mention how it's it was a really good show. One of my Instagram friends said that it was finally a show that she like put her phone down to watch so we binged it pretty fast and then we finished it the following weekend it was good I mean it definitely had me like it was gripping I wouldn't say it was like amazing but I did learn that Jason Nash's ex-wife was one of the the producers on the show I think the good influences podcast said that or only friends I heard it in a podcast, I'm pretty sure, but Jason Nash is in like the YouTube Vine community. He was in the vlog squad. I'm sure you know of the name if you listen to my podcast and watch similar stuff, but um, it made me feel like I cared for the show more because suddenly I felt more connected to it. I'm not saying I'm a fan of Jason Nash currently, but you know, I definitely watched the vlog squad since vine and i keep up with carly and aaron i think that's it honestly out of them currently but i uh, met jason nash at vidcon a few years ago like side story i recorded him doing a bit and then he needed footage from it so he took me back to the green room and we exchanged footage and talked he he vlogged i was in his vlog he was in my vlog he gave me his cell number so i could text him um footage I think I needed his number to send him something from my phone and then he asked for my YouTube channel which was like the biggest moment of my life and I think he shouted it out in a vlog I'm not sure this was like five years ago if not longer at this point but it was definitely one of those like starstruck moments because I was such a small channel and they were the vlog squad during like its prime time anyway long side story but It made me feel more closer to The Night Agent because I realized I was one person away from the show. You know the trend on TikTok where it's like you never know how many people away from Taylor Swift you are, like like people that you know, because there's always like someone that you know who knows someone who knows someone who knows blank. And that put me one person in between me as the viewer and the show The Night Agent. So I thought that was pretty cool and it made me connect to the show more and like care about it because I I like know her kids names and I know like 
probably way too much about this producer because of what Jason has shared on the internet. Um, but it was good. So if you have not watched The Night Agent yet, uh, I would recommend it. I am definitely somebody that doesn't like a lot of gore or violence or anything scary. Just living alone, it's hard because it gets into my mind and it always resurfaces back into my brain right after I turned out the lights before I'm falling asleep. It doesn't matter what it is or how long it's been. Suddenly, I remember that horror film and I'm terrified. Uh, like back when I lived at home, I could watch anything and everything. American Horror Story was my favorite show. I was fearless. And then in college, again, I felt like I could watch anything. I had, especially my freshman year because I was sharing a dorm with somebody. So I was never alone, never had a reason to be afraid. And then my first apartment, I had a roommate again wasn't scared when my roommate moved out i was like a little bit scared but i had a small tv so if i was watching something scary it was like very small it wasn't like on a big projector ashton has a huge projector so when we watch shows at his place i'm terrified and he has surround sound and it just makes it really real um but also with my apartment i had like one apartment door so i knew i was safe there weren't any like hiding spots really I didn't have that feeling like somebody was hiding in my shower or could break in. Now I have a whole ass house. So when I get scared, it's huge. Like I've got a basement. I've got lots of nooks and crannies and I have to actively take care of myself in ways like don't watch something scary because it will backfire when you go to bed tonight. Night agent's not scary. I don't think anybody thought it was, but just know I don't watch stuff like that. And anytime Ashton or anybody I'm with, honestly, like friends or whatever, anytime they want to watch something scary, I like literally have to tell them like, well, unless you want to sleep over for the next two weeks or with Ashton, I'm like, if we watch this, like you're moving in because I'm going to be so scared. Uh, but yes, yeah, so we finished The Night Agent. It was great. I, what, I feel like we, oh, the only thing we really watched this weekend, because I didn't watch a lot of TV this week, I caught up on YouTube and I was just working. So during the week when I was having my sad girl moment, didn't watch anything really. Um, but this weekend, Ashton and I watched the Boston Marathon document docu-series. I forget what they called it. American something. American monster? American monster hunt i could be so off but it's the boston marathon docuseries on netflix that just came out and it was really really good there are only three episodes so we watched it all in one night i was in 11th grade when it happened so i heard about it and i heard about kind of like the end on how the bombers were found but I really didn't know the details. I had, without spoiling it, I had no idea like the length of time in between when it happened to when somebody was arrested. And I had no idea the struggle or like the multiple like tragedies that led up before. Like it was a lot. I didn't know a lot of that happened. And part of me wonders if it wasn't all released in the moment or they just didn't know that it was all connected. Um, and that will make sense if you watched it. But I think it's definitely something that is important to learn and know about. It is, there were some parts that were really hard to watch though. I didn't realize that they were going to show us raw footage. So you see the bombs go off like from all of these videos of people just recording the people running the marathon and then suddenly you see it and you see everybody affected around it that was really hard it was just really raw and then there's this other part in the third episode um i'm just gonna say it i guess so i'm sorry for the small spoiler just skip ahead close your ears but it's really not a spoiler it's just like how something graphic but you end up seeing real footage i believe it's real footage of somebody getting run over by a car 
that was also hard to watch. I, it happened so fast. Usually I look away for stuff like that, but I just didn't even, I didn't think they were going to show it. So those two parts were really hard to see. Um, but it was a really good docu-series. I think it was like the perfect amount of time because you can watch it in one night. It's what, like three hours, I guess, if each episode is about an hour. And it's about a topic that I feel like more people should know like the details about. So yeah, they covered a lot. It was great. That was like the only thing where we really watched. And then I watched the finale of Love is Blind when it aired on Friday. I was so not expecting some of those weddings to go the way that they did. I mean, specifically one wedding. I think we all thought was going <laughs> to was gonna go a different way. It was the cliffhanger from the previous episode to the finale. We were all expecting something and then... Yeah, he um, really surprised us. I'm not trying to have any spoilers for this, but the finale episode was great. I mean, if you think about it, too, I think this is the season with the most successful couples out of it. Like, the finale is usually full of more drama where people are saying no or secrets are coming out or you get people running away from the altar uh, it was kind of limited in this episode. I hope that doesn't spoil too much of it because you still don't know who is, yeah, whatever. But I assume if you watch Love is Blind, you've already seen that episode by now because you were as in it as I was. I am going to watch the reunion right after I finish recording this episode. I heard it was a big flop. I tried to watch it Sunday like the rest of the world. And then the clips that I've seen or people that have been talking about it online, I heard that it's just not great at all, but I definitely need to eat dinner. I haven't eaten since before yoga and I'm starving. My body needs energy again. So I'm going to make some leftovers and watch Love is Blind before bed. But thank you for listening to this rant of a podcast episode this week. I just felt like it was crucial for me to deep dive a little bit into how I was feeling this week, just in case anybody could even honestly relate or have advice for me. And partially because I just wanted to be able to share my week with someone and I wanted to tell you how great of a time I had at my yoga workshop tonight because I got home beaming and I just wanted to talk to someone about it and Ashton's at work. So like literally I I didn't have anyone to say or to tell like how much fun I had and how great it was to be able to socialize a bit and feel part of something. So that's something I'm definitely going to try to do a little soul searching for right now is feeling part of something because I, I don't, I don't think I feel part of anything right now. I do a lot of things on my own and I feel part of my own projects or whatever I'm doing and I have a relationship and honestly, like, I don't have that many friends here in Minnesota. I have a lot of people on the internet that I consider to be friends and I have people that when they come to visit like for example I met one of my good Instagram friends Kate a few weeks ago because she was in Minneapolis and we hung out and there are people like that that come into my life when our paths cross that I'm like oh my gosh if we lived in the same city like we would be so close but because we don't I just don't have that here and Luckily, one of my good friends did just move back to Minneapolis, so I'm excited to hang out with her a lot, hopefully. But again, we're going to be working full time and balancing different relationships, but it will be good to have her just at least in the same city once again. Um, But, you know, as I get older, some like people are going their different ways in life. People are getting married, settling down, moving away, having babies. And when that happens, priorities do shift and your family, your children become top priority and friends just are not the way, your relationships with your friends are not the way that they were when you guys were in your young 20s. Um, And I, I think I'm just feeling that really hard right now. And I am trying to be proactive about it. I I think I mentioned this, but I've been going on a lot of friend dates lately, especially like this winter. Uh, I got a little burnt out from it, not going to lie, just having the same conversations with people and giving so much of my time to somebody and the money, like going to a restaurant, going out for drinks. 
it can add up and get pricey. But I'm grateful that I've had so many new people to talk to and get to know. But it just kind of felt like I was going on a billion first dates and I wasn't quite sure if I wanted to give more energy to a second date. I have met a couple, a handful of girls that I think will make great friends over time. But, you know, a friendship also requires effort and work and time. And I, I'm not the best with balancing that. So, I mean, I'll admit it, but following through and hanging out again, I'm trying to be really I'm trying to be better about it. So I am hanging out with some people that I've met recently soon again, which is awesome. Um, But I also had a couple of bad experiences. Like they felt like bad first dates platonically. And in the moment when that was going on, I kept thinking like, oh my gosh, if this was a romantic type of date, I would have left. Like I would not still be at this restaurant. But because it's like a friend date and somebody that I just met, like you, you want to be kind and nice and give someone a chance, but I really value my time and I'm balancing a lot like work-wise and I'm just really, I, (laughs) I like to pile on a lot of work throughout the week and editing videos and I don't know, everyone's, everyone's work is valid, but my work takes a lot of time. So when I am giving time that I could be productive I guess this is also just me being a workaholic, but when I'm giving time that could be productive work time to somebody else and they disrespect it, that makes me upset. And somebody was 45 minutes late to my like friend date the other week and it just really irked me the wrong way. And it, I don't think I'm going to go on a friend date again in a while, not going to lie because of that experience, but because it just made me start to think like I've given endless hours to strangers like should I be doing that should I be focusing on myself like I got burnt out but I think I you know once I rest a bit from that and once it's summer honestly hopefully I meet some new people because I think about the friends that I have now and not every single one of them has been in my life for a long time like if I go back a couple years some of my really close friends that I have I didn't even know yet I hadn't even met so I try to keep that in mind when I feel down currently about feeling lonely or not having close friends because there's somebody out there right now that I haven't even met yet who will be very important to me someday. And I know that for a fact. So that definitely keeps me going and encourages me to just try to be more involved in like other communities. Um, I'm definitely more like shy and introverted so the thought of joining like a sports team or a book club when everyone is a complete stranger to me is very intimidating but just trying to get more involved whatever that may be wherever I find myself I'm just going to put that out into the universe now to set to plant the seed and I mean speaking of seeds in spring I do think we are shifting into like warmer longer days and everyone like I think my what I'm feeling now is going to feel very distant once spring and summer really hits because I just always feel better in summer and I'm gonna be outside and even just going to the beach or the lakes or a coffee shop by myself I'll be surrounded by other people and that should help as well Uh, But yeah, I think that's everything that I kind of wanted to ramble about this week. So thank you so much for listening to me chat about basically like breaking up with toxic thoughts and loneliness. I'm going to try to incorporate my title of the podcast into the title of episodes more. So planting the seed for the title too, breaking up with toxic thoughts, loneliness, and I guess like trying to make friends or find communities in your late 20s. Sounds pretty good to me, but I hope everyone had a wonderful week and is going to have a great following week until we chat again, but definitely let me know your thoughts or if you have any big mistakes that you've made in your 20s, shoot me a DM and I'll include that anonymously, of course, in the next couple of episodes whenever I talk about that topic. Um, I'm going to probably ask that question on my Instagram story before I record within the next week or two, so Give me a follow on Instagram if you want to be included in that. I'll do it on my McKayK17 page, which is like my main Instagram, but 
Definitely follow the Breaking Up underscore podcast page as well because I'm trying to be more active about podcast things over there. Um, But yeah, check out any affiliate links down below if you're interested in trying some skincare. Check out my merch. I hate all the plugs that people... I hate feeling like I'm plugging a lot of stuff at the end, but you got to do it. So uh, follow the podcast on whatever listening platform you are on. And I appreciate you. So we'll chat next week in my next episode. Have a wonderful week. Have a wonderful day and week before then. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Breaking Up Season 2 is ready to dive deeper into relationship stories, advice, queer conversations, personal epiphanies and dilemmas, and probably a lot of Taylor Swift references. From Breaking Up to Breaking Down, Michaela Simontry is sharing her life as it flows, including the real, the raw, and the reasons why. This podcast will make you smile, laugh, and ache for the moments in your life that perhaps went by all too quickly. Life is ever-changing, but maybe we can freeze the fleeting feelings of what it feels like growing up and growing older in your 20s. Subscribe to this podcast today.